Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey, welcome back. You got Doc Holliday's Tea Party here. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Good to have all you patriots back. And I'm glad to tell you, we've got another show right here in the middle of November. And it's very important that you know what's going on. And that's why you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, the heartbeat of the Tea Party. And we got some news from the Tea Party and news that you got to know about today. Let me first tell you, we're going to do the this week's Tombstone of the Week Award goes to a large group for the actions that's been happening. So they get this week's Tombstone of the Week Award. It'll be up here in just a few minutes. Also, we got Robert Estes from Where'sAmericasJobs.com. We're going to ask him, where are America's jobs? And we also got... I got another guest we're going to have a couple minutes with that's been on in a program in the past that something very good has happened that he's been pushing with his tea party, and we're going to tell you about that in just a few minutes also. So you can see we got a lot to do as well as hitting the news. And the news, where are we with Italy? Italy is falling apart financially, and it's too big to bail out, too big to fail. And this is, we, we saw Greece. Portugal, Spain is what they call the pigs. Portugal, Italy, Greece, and Spain. It's pulling on the euro. It's When the euro is pulled on, it hurts the entire world economy. And are we falling apart? Can we ever get together? Uh, look at Occupy Wall Street. And they're yelling, you know, Stop the corporate greed, and then they say, "Give us jobs." Now, who gives jobs? Corporations. <laughs> the man, a lot of them are coming from corporations. Then the same people yelling, <laughs> like I mentioned before, Freddie, uh, uh, Fannie Mae, and Freddie Mac. The executives got ten million dollars in bonuses, and President Obama could stop it, but no, he hasn't stopped it. Where, where's the outcry? Where's the outcry from Occupy Wall Street? Can't we all just get it together? Well, that's what we need everywhere around the world. We need to get together. Everybody get their acts together. And one of the things that we've got to talk about right here in the Tea Party, what's happening with Herman Cain? Daily it's changing. When I'm recording this show, I'll tell you one of the newest things that has just hit the press is our friend Judson Phillips. I've talked about him before from Tea Party Nation. He, uh, a couple, well, a month or so ago, said he was going to support Newt Gingrich. He's the first Tea Party person I knew uh, as a national leader said he's going to support Newt Gingrich. But now, this is what he has to say. Let me read what he just came out with. He says, the, the Herman Cain has got to go. 
Judson Phillips wrote Wednesday in a post on his group's website. He said, I will repeat, this is Judson Phillips saying, I will repeat what I have said earlier. I like Herman Cain. Of all the candidates, he would probably be my first choice to sit down and have a pizza with. But to quote the famous line from The Godfather, it's not personal, it's business. Mr. Phillips endorsed former House Speaker Newt Gingrich earlier this year, and that's what I've just told you. And this said, he said he doesn't buy the stories of the women who have accused Mr. Cain of sexually inappropriate behavior. Uh, but he said, Mr. P Phillips points out that the Washington-based website Politico gave the Kane camp 10 days to respond before the story was published, and they still struggled to handle the news. And he said, what were they doing? 10 days in, the Kane campaign was still stumbling around like newly castrated cattle. That's what Judge and Phillips said about the Kane campaign. The final straw, he said, was when Mark Block, the Kane's campaign manager, claimed that the son of one of the accusers, Karen Crocher, worked at Politico, and the accusation ended up being false. And this is what Judson Phillips said. If Cain cannot run his own campaign, how is he going to run the country? Um, those are the questions we have to ask. We see Cain stumbling around. My personal feelings, I don't believe the accusations. I want to see Herman Cain be able to be... Uh, candidate for the nominee of the Republican Party, and he needs to have his very best in there. I don't want to see him step down, but he, if he doesn't come up with some strong uh, solutions to what's going on, he looks like he's floundering around, and, and that's okay maybe in the pizza business, but we're talking about the presidency of the United States, the commander-in-chief, people who have died for this country, and they will be in his hands. I want to see him come out in a strong way. He may have to get rid of his campaign staff. They have not served him well in this manner. And, and he needs to make some kind of solid statement if he wants to stay in this uh, race. And he has great ideas. I want to see him in this race. And I want to see his ideas come to fruition within the party and be molded and made. And he could be the nominee. But he has got to address this thing where it doesn't just keep drip, drip, dripping. I, I will say... The press, the mainstream media, I believe Herman Cain scares them to death, the liberals. And they're doing everything to get rid of him. Now, I have to tell you that going into this show, uh, I didn't know, what, didn't know what to say, folks. But I do have this to say. We cannot have amateur hour when it comes to who the nominee is going to be. The next president of the United States must not be from the liberal party it must not be socialist or communist and i'm telling you we don't need amateur hour and the Keynes campaign has been amateur hour on this issue of how to handle the sexual harassments and and i don't believe the sexual harassments at this point but kane has got to come out and stop playing amateur hour and that's my assessment it will change while we will see what happens but he's got to show that he's in command and, and he can control his campaign team. If you got your campaign manager making false accusations, then it reflects on the candidate. Now, it's time to move on in the news. I got other things to tell you about, so let's get right to them. There's another Republican presidential debate, and as everybody knows, Rick Perry, <laughs> he, he stepped right into it, like he said. He had a brain freeze, talked about 
three departments he'd get rid of, and he couldn't think but two of them. And so I feel sorry for Rick Perry, and we all have had moments, but not when you're running for the presidency of the United States. He is digging a hole deeper and deeper, folks. Uh, can he dig out of it? It's looking more and more unlikely. Now, what happens when you have a bad debate and somebody else has a good one? I think Newt Gingrich, in every debate, his intellectual ability and his grip and his hold on the issues, his ability to know what's going on, shows up so much more than any other candidate. Yes, I like Herman Cain's one-liners. I like his simple way to look at things. And I think Mitt Romney has a good grasp of things. But I'm telling you, Newt Gingrich is shining brighter and brighter. I told you, Judson Phillips, last month when I mentioned he was getting behind Newt Gingrich, I thought that was a losing battle. But with Herman Cain's problems, more and more, it's looking like Newt Gingrich is slowly but surely, like the, the old turtle in the race, he's catching up, folks. And we'll just have to watch his numbers. But there's no doubt this man is brilliant. And his public knowledge of public policy is, uh, it, it may be the best in the country. He does have baggage. And can you trust Newt Gingrich to, to uh, have turned a corner in his, in his private life that will make him sustainable and give him strength to get through what it takes to be president of the United States? So those are the things that are still going on in all the voters. The primaries are coming up very soon, and we still have a lot of ways, a lot of places to go in as far as the Tea Party group of who we're going to get behind if there's an anti-Romp uh, team. That's what the Tea Party is right now, trying to... Paul's not going to... I don't see him picking up anymore. And, and Huntsman is just never really getting anybody's fire. So these are some people. We uh, It's going to get closer and closer in time to make some decisions. And it's very important. To, you listen right here to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And when I'm telling you that, I have to tell you, yes, there's something very important. I told you, now's the time to order my book, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, Tea Party versus the Status Quo. It's here. It's ready. It's available. You need the book. Hey, Christmas time is coming up. You got gifts you need for friends. This is the time to get the book. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, Tea Party versus the Status Quo. Go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. Teaparty.ms. Go there. You can read the first chapter, the first couple of chapters. You can look at uh, the table of contents, and you can look at this book, see the front cover, back cover, and I'm telling you, it's a book that will help move mountains in politics so people can realize what's going on. And when I tell you about a parallel today's politics to the Battle of Gettysburg, it's in two or three chapters, and you won't see that anywhere else. Nobody's ever mentioned it before. It's unique to this book. But not only about Gettysburg, I can tell you about what is the 70-year itch in American politics. You need to know, you, listeners, those who listen every week, you know what I'm talking about when I talk about the 70-year itch in American politics. What is it? Get Doc Holliday's Tea Party, get Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics and find out. I'll tell you what uh, ex-Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, has in common with Admiral Akbar from Star Wars. And, and uh, there's so much packed in this book that you won't get anywhere else. 
Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You need to get it. You need to get it for your friends and put it on your Christmas list. And you can go to my website, teaparty.ms, teaparty.ms. Order that today. Let's get your orders in, and we'll, be, we'll get them out to you as soon as we can. The book will just actually change your whole thinking about the 2012 election you got to get the book so you can know how to get fired up for 2012 and get this nation turned around. So uh, don't forget to go to www.teaparty.ms and, and read the first chapter there and check out the book and find out what people are saying about it. And uh, hey, you can email me if you got your own questions. If you, you want to talk about the book, email me at radio at teaparty.ms. That's radio at teaparty.ms. Now, let's go on with today's show. I told you we had an election last week in Ohio. They did uh, knock back uh, what uh, Governor Kasich had done as far as unions. But what the press didn't talk about is more than two to one, they, they said no to any kind of federal health care mandate. So that was a big loser for, the, for Obamacare. And there's another uh, exciting thing to happen in elections. And let me just uh, get our friend we had on last month, Richard Wilburn. Talk to him, and he can tell you what happened with uh, the elections in his neck of the woods. We did very well. We're very excited about the results. Well, I remember you telling me it had been 140 years since uh, uh, the GOP had controlled uh, uh, the House in Mississippi back during Reconstruction. That's right, so, but it's not that way anymore. What did you do? How did you do it? Well, the uh, Republicans in the state needed uh, eight seats. They needed to take away from the Democrats eight seats, and uh, they did it. They did it just barely. Uh, they got exactly eight seats, but that's enough to do it so that now, as you uh, just mentioned, uh, the Republicans have a majority in the Mississippi House of Representatives for the first time since the 1870s. Wow. I mean, and what it, one of the things, if, if the, and I was looking at the different wins, Mississippi Tea Party had not really gotten behind some of those races, and I know some were nearby where I live. Uh, I don't think those candidates would have would have won. So if the Tea Party wasn't here, uh, we probably wouldn't have uh, conservative uh, leadership that about to take over in the Mississippi House of Representatives. Well, you may have a point, Ed. The as I said, um, we won it, but with no seats to spare. So uh, any Additional loss uh, would have been, um, you know, would have changed the, the whole complexion of the situation. So we were very glad that we uh, took this on as a project. We began with it way back in January. You really, to do something like this, you really have to start every bit that early. That's not too early at all. And so we, we started, and we've, uh, I think, done a real good job of being persistent, methodical, um, businesslike, if you will, with it. And uh, it has paid off, finally, as of uh, this week's election. Well, i got one question for you saying that. Now there is less than one year before the next presidential election. You think people ought to be out working now? It's certainly the people in leadership positions in the Tea Party need to be doing some major planning because uh, that is uh, a lot of things that you want to do. And you think of a month before the election, you say, boy, wouldn't it be great to do so-and-so? You just you find out, especially when you're dealing with volunteer organizations, that if you haven't built up to it, and you haven't planned for it, um, and in a sense, kind of using a religious phrase, uh, prepared the hearts 
of your members for this, then it just doesn't uh, come off nearly as well as you think it should and think it would. Uh, you really, it does take some time. Well, uh, Richard Wilburn, uh, congratulations to you and the Mississippi Tea Party, and my hat's off to you for moving a house. <laughs> First well, time in 140 years. Thank you so much, Ed. We appreciate the congratulations. We're really excited. Thank you for uh, being a part of Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and Richard, best of luck in the future. Thank you. And that was Richard Wilburn, and he's one of many excited conservatives in the state of Mississippi. Got something to be proud of, working hard and winning an election. That's what your Tea Party group can do it all over the country, wherever you are. Yes, you can. You can get that Tea Party group. And like Richard said, even now, we're less than a year away to the most important election America will ever have. You have got to be a part of that election. Now's the time to start planning. Everybody doing their piece of the puzzle. Like I've said before, we are just a piece of the puzzle. So are you. We all must do our duty. Now, we got to remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And I'll plug my book one more time. Go to teaparty.ms and check out Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And now we've got to go to this week's Tombstone of the Week Award and it goes to a person you may have not heard of, but let me tell you. Ben Bradley. Have you heard of him? He's the former editor of the Washington Post. Now, why does he get this week's Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award? Well, Ben Bradley, his words, it said this. He's talking about Herman Cain. He said, he's got it coming to him. You can't do that in this town anymore. Probably could do it 50 years ago, but you can't do it now. That's Ben Bradley. Hey, allege, have you already, have you already accused and put this guy, uh, found Herman Cain guilty? Well, Ben Bradley, uh, let's, there, there's such hypocrisy. Why is there hypocrisy in Ben Bradley? Because he said this. This is the comment that Ben Bradley made when he was at a book party for the MSNBC host Chris Matthews' new biography about the Democrat, Democratic Party's favorite womanizer, JFK. The, and so Matthew, Chris Matthews wrote a book about JFK, and, and now here's Ben Bradley saying, saying, He's got it coming to him. Talking about Herman Cain. Hasn't, hasn't had anybody accused him of SEX. No, just harassment. <laughs> Look at the laundry list of Democrats. Oh, okay. I tell you what, listen to the Rock of Liberty speech. It'll be coming at the end of the program. I will follow up on uh, these things in a Rock of Liberty speech, so you don't want to miss that at the end. Now, I have got to tell you about... Robert Estes, he is on this week's program. I've told you. Now, Robert, I've caught up with him at uh, the Heritage Foundation in Washington, D.C. We were at a conference, and, and hey, I have to tell you, Robert warmed up the crowd for uh, Ambassador Miller, who came spoke to the group, and then later on, after uh, Robert spoke, was none other than Speaker of the House, John Boehner came in. So I'm telling you, Robert, He's got a mild-mannered voice, but he is sharp as a tack. And I tell you, you want to be on Robert's good side, and he knows what it takes to run a business. So we're going to Robert Estes right now. 
All right, we got on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, Robert Estes. And Robert is the founder of created a website called Where'sAmericasJobs.com. And uh, Robert, glad to have you on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. How you doing? Yes, sir. It's a privilege. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. And I, I detect from your accent you must be from the South. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Robert and I were actually born in the same county. Is that right, Robert? Well, actually, I was born in Cleveland, Mississippi, but all my all my roots and all my folks are are in Tippa County, and I lived there in Tippa County for a while, and then came to uh, DeSoto County. Well, we're glad to have you on. I, I was for our listeners. I was born in Tippa County, Mississippi, and and that's where uh, Robert has some roots there. And uh, but the reason we got Robert on the show today is because. His website, Where'sAmericasJobs.com, and he's been a great uh, supporter of uh, Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Robert, is where are America's jobs? Well, they sure aren't here. Um, they've been shipped across overseas, and uh, they, they sure aren't here. And uh, you can go to foreign countries, and you can find American jobs. It's not like the the 50s where we were a real powerhouse and we created our own things all that stuff's been taken overseas now robert i know you uh you have a small business or and and it's quite a well-run small business and but you know how to create jobs and uh, so how do you create a job well how do you create a job that's that's a good question number one you have to um have a product or service and be able to sell that product or service to a customer and then that's how you create a job well now when you create when you create jobs uh, robert uh, i know that there's it's got to be an environment you know an atmosphere where that's job right. creation is uh, successful that's right that's right the, the federal government they do not create jobs the federal government's job is to create a friendly atmosphere where we, the people, can create the jobs. And in the last 15 years, here's just an example. In the last 15 years, there has been approximately 60,000 new regulations come into play. That totals out to about 4,000 new regulations per year, which in turns into 333 new regulations per month. That's around 17 a day on an eight-hour workday. So let's just say just a hair over two regulations an hour on an eight-hour workday. So every every day that goes by, there's 17 new new regulations that come into play. And until those regulations, someone takes a axe and starts hacking at those regulations and rules you will not see job creation going on because what it's doing is it's choking the business people out of business. Well, Robert, I know you've uh, got friends, I do too, that have been small business uh, entrepreneurs, and, and they've uh, gone broke. This recession's got them, and uh, they would love to start new jobs, and, and every time you start try to start a new business uh, now, compared to 10 years ago, like you said, there's a whole lot of new regulations you got to go through. Yes, sir. 13 years ago when I went into business, I walked in the bank and uh, told them what I wanted to do. Of course, they kind of laughed at me. The lady laughed at me a little bit, and she opened me up a checking account and, 
and off to the races I went, and here I am 13 years later. But but now, if you want to, if you want to, if you're an entrepreneur and you want to at least attempt and say you go to the bank to open up a uh, checking account for, let's say, um, Billy's Pizza Parlor, you you have before you can open that checking account. You have to have business license and a couple other things, I think, but don't hold me to that. But I know you have to have the business license before you can even open a check. And it, it wasn't like that 13 years ago. And that's just one of the many regulations I know because uh, when it comes to, you know, paying your employees and holding out uh, all these payroll taxes and every time they change things, uh, you know, let me ask you this question. When, when they change the law and change the regulations, uh, whose responsibility? Is it the government's responsibility to let you know, or, or is it your responsibility? Well, in all, in all doubt, if, when they change a regulation, they should let me know as a business owner, but they do not let me know. I have to, just in my business, in the trucking business, I have a rule and regulation book that I have to abide by that tells me how I can run, how to run my business and what I can and cannot do. Well, that book is 600 pages deep. Therefore, that book is updated every quarter, and I have to buy a new book every quarter. And here's a prime example. I went to the scale house today to ask them boys a question at the scale house, and even the Department of Transportation, the two men that were working in the scale house, they said that they could not even keep up with the uh, changes of the new regulations and the rules. Well, and uh, one of the things we run in a small business, and if the government employees can keep up with all the changes, and they expect you to, and then uh, and if you don't do it, then what happens? Now they, they have the power to fine you. That's right. That's correct. They fine you, and they don't even know what the rules and regulations are themselves. They have to have a computer sitting in front of them. They don't even know. And then, and like I say, they find you. You're exactly right. They find you. And then uh, one of the things when, when they do find you or they, they decide we well, should have known that, you know, they are telling you, the government's saying, we know how to run this business. Obviously, you don't, so we're going to find you. Do you find that sort of disgusting? Well, I'll put it to you like this. Um, I feel like... Um, I feel like my 14-year-old nieces could run a junkyard, and it's a proven fact that the federal government could not run a junkyard. Take cash for clunkers, for example. That that failed, I do believe. If they can't run a junkyard, uh, I don't think they could run a trucking business. Well, I think when you talk about a junkyard and the federal government, I, th I think it's... Uh, that's about the only thing to do is wreck an economy. That's uh, at least that's what the administration we got in there now seems to be doing is wrecking this economy. That's absolutely correct. And um, who runs Medicare? Well, that's our uh, that's our administration and Congress up there. Okay, who runs Social Security? It has to be our our federal government. Okay, are those two guys? Are those two uh, those two places busted, broke? On the verge of going broke. They're in big trouble. Okay. Um, 
about once or twice a week, doesn't the United States Post Office dip down into the United States Treasury to pay their dividends? That's what I've been hearing. Okay, so that tells me that uh, if the United States Post Office dips down into the United States Treasury once or twice a week to pay their dividends, who would you say ultimately has to say so over the Postal Service? That must be our federal government seems to run everything so smooth. Okay. If they can't mail a simple letter from your house to my house without losing money, then they sure can't run my business, a clothing store business, or anything if they can't mail a simple letter from your house to my house. Robert, it's been great to have you on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Tell people about your website and where they can find it, out more. Yeah, it's called um, Where'sAmericasJobs.com, and uh, we've got a Where's America's Jobs on Facebook where you can go like and and we post, I post things on there, you know, about every day, every other day, and it tells where our jobs have gone to, and you can look under um, things you may not think about. Those are a few little articles that I write, but, but most importantly, I'm trying to inform the American people that there is absolutely no reason that we as American citizens should be without jobs. And it is it is very crucial, and it is time that we secure employment here in the United States, not only for the well-being of the American citizens, but for the well-being of the future American citizens to come, because we're all going to have to work. Robert, uh, you summed it up so well, and I want to tell our listeners, uh, hey, I was at a meeting in Washington, D.C. at the Heritage Foundation, and... <laughs> Who's up there speaking but Robert Estes. So you did a great job following one of our, what, Ambassador Miller and had to warm up the place for uh, later uh, who came up to speak. Uh, Speaker of the House, John Boehner, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, so so uh, glad, I'm glad I was uh, in good company with you there, Robert. And it, Yes, sir. Same here. I was in good company with, with you as well. well we, we need to continue to move forward and not... Don't ever give up. Well, uh, Robert, with that, uh, I, I'm just going to say you keep doing what you're doing. We're going to keep doing what we're doing in yes, Doc sir. Holiday's Tea Party. And you summed it up. You said, we the people and all the listeners out there, don't give up. Let's get fired up. And we the people, we're going to solve these problems. And we're going to solve them first by knocking out some of these liberals out of their elected positions. So get ready for a big contest of 2012 and don't hold back. Robert, uh, thanks for being on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, and it was a pleasure. Hey, and that was Robert Estes from Where'sAmericasJobs.com. Give me, uh, let me give you two quick nuggets. Number one, isn't it great to see his enthusiasm? He knows how to create jobs because he has created jobs. He knows so much more than anybody in this administration Robert Estes could run circles around Barack Obama when it comes to know how to make jobs. Now, another nugget that I love, he said there's no reason why Americans cannot find jobs if we will put the right uh, environment in place to create jobs. And again, there is no 
There is no excuse. We should be having jobs for Americans who want to work. Let's work hard. And the reason we don't have it, because you can look right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, looking to the Congress for the liberals that are hanging on. Get them off. If you see their hands clinging on to the side of the Congress, then you go over there and step on those hands, get rid of these liberals, and make sure next election we get conservatives in all the positions so this country can turn around and we can make jobs again and create a bastion of freedom and prosperity. And that leads us right into this week's Rock of Liberty speech. And I've just got to tell just like I said, I'm going to follow up on the Tombstone of the Week award that we gave. And that was uh, when uh, uh, Ben Bradley said that... Uh, Talking about Herman Cain, said he's got it coming to him. Well, let me tell you what. I want to talk to all the mainstream media right here, and I'm going to call out a name, and let's say, let's see if 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 Cain has it coming to him. Does everybody get it coming to him from the mainstream media? Let's call out some names. Let's say Paula Jones. You know, there's some Clinton surrogate went around and quote said, "If you drag a hundred dollar bill through a trailer park, you never know what you'll find." Unquote. Ha. Huh. And then. Apparently, this is coming from Larry Elder, and you can get his uh, articles at townhall.com, and I just I want to credit Larry for putting this out, but he said, apparently you find $850,000 to sell a lawsuit when you drag that $100 through. Evidently, there's more than just smoke right there. There was some fire, and that's our uh, ex- President of the United States, Bill Clinton. Now, let me throw another name out. Jennifer Flowers. Ha! He called her a liar. They trashed her as a saloon singer. And then finally, he admitted years later that Flowers told the truth when she said their relationship had been sexual. Let me throw another name out. Monica Lewinsky. And Clinton publicly accused the White House intern of lying. Then lied about the affair under oath. He became the first sitting president in history to be found in contempt of court. He was impeached for lying under oath and obstruction of justice. The first and only elected president to have been impeached and temporarily lost his law license. As far as I know, he's never got that law license back. But let's go on. Let's throw out another name. Kathleen Willey. Whew. Okay. And what in the world did she do? Remember, she went on 60 Minutes. And she visited Bill Clinton in the Oval Office where she says Clinton hugged her and kissed her. And when she tried to push away, he touched my, I'm not going to say what he touched, but he touched something where he shouldn't have. And then he whispered, I've wanted to do this ever since I laid eyes on you. And he took his hand and put it somewhere else where it shouldn't have been placed. Finally, while he says she managed to push him away. And then guess what? Feminist Gloria Steinem said about this situation, she said, so what? Quote, even if Wiley's accusations are true, Clinton is not guilty of sexual harassment. Why? Is it because he's a Democrat? Is it because he's liberal? Well, I know one thing. This is, goes way, way beyond what Herman Cain has been accused of. And now, let's throw out another name. Juanita Broderick told NBC News that then-Arkansas Attorney General and gubernatorial candidate Bill Clinton raped her. Okay. Herman Cain, and, and Mr. Bradley says, Herman Cain, he's got it coming to him? Well, I hadn't heard, we, we've just heard bits and pieces of sexual harassment. We hadn't heard anything about SEX. And look at what Bill Clinton tallies up, and he's worshipped even today by the mainstream media. Wherever he goes, they worship him for what he says and what he 
what he did in the past. And do they ever bring this up? Did he want to get together a, a news conference of all his accusers? And then they, they hammer Herman Cain, I think, because of the color of his skin and he's conservative because they know, the liberals know, if the African-American population ever leaves the plantation of the Democratic Party, they'll lose elections big time and they will have no chance when it comes to running this country. And now, obviously, they have no chance of running it now. They're, they're elected. They just don't know how to run it. So this week's Rock of Liberty speech says, get real, mainstream media, or get lost. Get real or get lost. And I believe you're going to get lost because people are not going to watch biased news. You listen to it or watch it. Hey, that's the title of one of my chapters in my new book, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Go see what chapter it is. Order the book. Go to teaparty.ms. Get ready for the Christmas season. Go to teaparty.ms. Order my book, Rock Splitting Politics, and I'll see you next week. Right here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party, where we'll be talking more about presidential politics and what is going on in his race for the Republican nomination. See you next week. Go back, listen to the archives, have some fun with Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and thank you for listening. New listeners, come on back. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide, from the Boston Tea Party to today's Tea Party Revolution, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.